Hey, hey, hey there, folks. Welcome to episode two of my podcast. Uh, today is August 5th, uh, 2015, and uh, my name is William Adam Cock. And uh, this episode is going to be t- talking about uh, transportation and uh, the road and how I feel about when I come across dumb drivers on the road and my opinions on some stuff. And uh, I'll kind of I'll go ahead and start off with the whole uh, kind of like my first rides. I'm sure everyone out there has their own first rides that they think of and they kind of miss. And uh, then I'll talk about uh, the other thing I'm getting into and my opinions about people on the road and how mad I get. I get really bad road rage a lot of the time. Uh, But my first ride, my first car, actually my first truck, um, I was in high school just getting my learner's permit and uh, my first truck was a 1990 Dodge Dakota and uh, wow that truck was a beast that truck uh, got me through a lot Uh, actually not it just got me back from home to school and school to home but it was a lot of fun it was a single cab and I but I managed to get uh, at least you know three people in there three big guys in there at least and uh, we cruised around town and that's what you do in small towns you know you cruise Main Street you make a u-turn around Sonic and then you cruise the Main Street again and then you make another u-turn at the end of Main Street and you just do that for hours upon hours and then uh, uh, then you go home unless you want to loiter and then you get the cops called on you for loitering (laughs) but uh that was my first vehicle, 1990 Dodge Dakota. Uh, it was my great grandfather's when he uh, uh, was on this earth, and uh, after he passed on, we still had that truck, and uh, that was my first car. Then the next vehicle after that, uh, I kind of, kind of took over my dad's uh, silver. Uh, I don't, forgot the year. I don't think it was 97, but it was a GMC Sierra. And uh, that truck, and I tell you what, um, I'm always impressed with that truck because uh, sometimes I would go out to this uh, uh, friend from mine from high school. He had this uh, cabin thing way out in this pasture. And I can always remember going out there, and this truck was not four-wheel drive, uh, but I did not get that truck stuck. I put it in first gear, and I had a lot of people in that truck, and I gunned it through all the mud and those mud puddles were deep too um i'm very surprised to this day every time i think of that i never got that truck stuck i always find it funny too that people with four-wheel drive trucks got stuck out there but that truck never did i was oh that truck was very cool but of course you know going through all that and rattling the crap out of that truck pretty much fell apart but uh, I drove that, and then throughout high school, uh, and then through college. When I was going to college, uh, my third vehicle was uh, a Mini Cooper. Uh, I don't I don't know why I I chose I chose the Mini Coopers. Uh, I love that brand. I love those cars. They are really fun to drive. And yes, I drive a Mini Cooper still, 
Uh, I know people go, what? And they double take on me, a big guy like me driving a Mini Cooper. But uh, those things have more room in there than you think they do. Uh, so I, dro I drove a red Mini Cooper uh, back and forth uh, when I visited home, Wilverton to UCO in Edmond. And uh, what's cool, what I like about Mini Cooper is that I think other ma car manufacturers do this as well. But uh, the Mini Coopers I had, my three, they were always built online. Uh, those cars are mine. I pretty much told, I mean, I designed them on the website and uh you know they're personalized by me so that's really cool that's what i like doing when every time i get a new car uh, i go on the website i build it what i want what i don't want uh, what color i pay the down payment and i wait six to eight weeks while it's built over in england and shipped over the ocean on a and then then I'm, it goes to the dealership and i pick it up it's really a cool process and it's kind of cool too. You can track th your car on the website. Um, so that was my first one, a red Mini Cooper with the white racing stripes. Um, I had that car for about three years. Then my second Mini Cooper was a Clubman, the first generation Clubman. <sighs> that car was okay, but like it was the first generation and every time you buy a first gen car or first gen whatever you're always going to have bugs and that car had its fair share uh, things would always fall off uh, things would rattle uh, the the gear shift uh, broke a couple of times uh, I was quite ready to get rid of that car and I had that car for about three years and now I'm on my uh, third Mini Cooper. And even when I was getting that red one, I always wanted a convertible. I don't know why. Oklahoma, oh, Oklahoma weather, not the best sometimes in, with convertibles, but a lot of evenings you do get nice weather to have a convertible. So third one is a spicy orange uh, convertible Mini Cooper S. Um, I've had that car now for I think four years. No, uh, 2012. No, actually three years, and three years and four sets of tires later, 65,000 miles. Um, I've done a lot of motoring on that car. I've uh, done the Mini takes the states, which is kind of a cool little thing. That's why I like Mini. I like the brand so much that. Thousands of mini owners get together on this amazing uh, road trip from one side of the U.S. driving all the way to the other side of the U.S. Like last year, at New York to California. I wanted to do the whole thing, but uh, unfortunately, time was not on my side. Uh, but we uh, on the mini takes the states 2012. Uh, me, my grandmother, and my sister got in that Mini Cooper. Uh, poor Elizabeth was in the back seat with Grandma's big luggage. And uh, we drove to uh, D.C. 
that's where we met them. Even though they started off in New York, but we uh, met them in D.C. for Fourth of July in 2012. It was cool. All it cost you to register is like 30 bucks, but of course everything else is uh, you got to pay for the hotel and food and all that. But it's not too bad if you want to stay in cheap motels and all that. So it's really cool. Um, and then we met them in D.C. Fourth of July. And just for thirty bucks, though, they they do rent out these uh, awesome places for everybody to get together. Uh, we were on top of this uh, skyscraper in D.C. over there by the Capitol somewhere. Uh, just just for the mini Texas States people, uh, open bar, uh, and also you know free finger food. And we were there for the uh, 4th of July show uh, in D.C. I've never been to D.C. I wish I had more time to walk around there. Uh, but we watched the show, and then we ended up staying longer in D.C. Actually, it wasn't D.C., though. It was in the Pennsylvania area that my grandma's uh, sister lives. And so we kind of bunked beds there for a couple of extra few days so my grandma can hang out with her sister uh i didn't get a chance to see the white house or library of congress or anything like that but i will say uh driving in dc is not the best uh i've been in worse but dc the streets kind of confusing i went down a couple of one-way streets I'm glad I passed a cop down a one way. I was going the opposite way, but he waved me on. So, hey, you know, friendly cops there at least. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And then after that, we met them in, uh, I think we went ahead and just drove all the from uh, D.C. all the way to Chicago. That's where we met them. We kind of did our own little, uh, we got off the main path, but uh, we met the rest of the mini takes the states people in Chicago. I got to see my aunt Kim. Uh, have never been to her house in Chicago. It was a lot of fun, and uh, Chicago is a very, uh, very awesome city. I think of that place every time I have a steak. Oh my gosh! Uh, this place next to our hotel had the most amazing steak I've ever had in my life. And I wish I could know. I remember the name of that, but man, I I, mean, I love steak. But man, that was the best steak I've had in my life. I oh, I want to go back there for that steak. Um, then the next day, uh, we went ahead and kind of called it quits, and we came back home. Uh, we met mom and dad uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. That's where mom's sister Sonny and her husband Truesdale and their kids live. And so we met them there and to see the more family and. We stayed there for an extra couple of days, and then we drove back. It was a good two-week uh, road trip. I, I put at least maybe 20,000 miles on that car, and I just got it. So I, I've done my fair share of driving on that Mini Cooper, huh, and that's a very awesome car. And I will still get Mini Coopers. I, I love those. I love those cars, and... Uh, looking forward to my next one even though the new ones came out and they are uh they are bigger a little bit 
uh, higher off the ground and a little bigger inside, so that's really cool. And then uh, moving on, though, let's talk about my other ride, my other vehicle that I have. The other thing that I'm getting into, which I will upgrade probably sometime soon to a bigger CC, but right now I'm driving a 1980 uh, Honda Passport. Um, this was my grandfather's uh, moped that he bought back in 1980 because uh, grandpa and grandma, they loved to go to parks when they were in their younger days. And so it's a nice little 70cc, uh, perfect for park scenarios, you know, just driving through the park and whatnot. But it's also good on the highway, you know, going 35 at least. Uh, but that is what I'm driving back and forth right now, and I am loving it. Um, I'm wanting to get a bigger CC. I don't know exactly what I want, though. Um, and what's amazing about this Honda, though, is that it's... I remember when I was young, before I was 10 at least, that we drove uh, that one, the, uh, the yellow Honda the 1980 yellow honda and we have another uh, i think it's i think it's also a 1980 uh two-speed uh honda um it's like a less cc than the yellow one but uh that my grandma drove and so uh we drove those around at my house and uh, it was my first vehicle that i got a wreck in uh first uh, leg burn of my life because those mufflers get ridiculously hot uh, but first wreck burned my leg and that's I also learned how to drive a motorcycle at that age too not very good but it was it was fun and then uh, we kind of grew apart from them dad put them in the barn we've always had trouble with them uh, they're notorious for getting junk in the carburetor. You always seem to have to take the carburetor off and clean it and uh, just do maintenance on it. Actually, I think it might be due for uh, carburetor cleaning. It's acting up a little bit, you know, a little, it's wanting to die or it's backfiring a little bit. So I might have to do that and uh, clean it out, but it's still fun to drive. Um, but it, it's been put up in a shed for about 20 something years and uh, I went to dad and was just like you know let's just fix it up so I can drive it back and forth they're just sitting there and they you know they still run I'm sure they can still run um, so dad it was a fun project for him too he, he uh, found all the parts online these bikes are very popular still in Korea and Vietnam. And so a lot of these parts we had to buy from overseas, and uh, which is awesome. I'm glad we found them. But it was a fun project for Dad. He loved doing it. And uh, late nights in the barn, he said a lot of the times, and just fixing it up and cleaning it and buying new uh, carburetor gaskets. Um, a lot of it, though, is still the original um, stuff, original chain, uh, original wheel we uh, wheel spikes, and you know, uh, original uh, me uh, frame. Uh, it's it's still a lot of it's still original. New seat, of course. That original seat was 
kind of eaten up a lot, you know, eaten up. But that is what I'm driving uh, back and forth to work right now. It's uh, <laughs> the thing about Pahuska, though, it's very hilly. A lot of hills, and I live up on a hill, and <laughs> it's kind of fun. You know, a little 70cc Honda guy my size. You know, you just got to kick it down to second gear and let it do its thing. But, hey, it gets you up on the hill. I don't have to get off and roll it up the hill, so it doesn't bother me at all. Um, but it does handle well. And I'm getting – I am really into motorcycles, though. I'm looking into getting a little bigger motor somewhere. and You know, just a used one. I, um, maybe another Honda. I don't know. I'm thinking a Honda, a Kawasaki though. No, maybe a Honda though. Just a nice little used Honda, maybe a 120. You know, just something a little bigger, something that can go at least 60 on the road, and you know, get get familiar with how a motorcycle handles at that speed, and get used to uh, being on the road like that. You know, just driving back and forth to Bartlesville or something. So that right now I I have two vehicles here, Mini Cooper and a 1980s Honda. Uh, it's really cool. I like driving that thing too in the evening time and just letting people look at me and they're like, "What?" A lot of people, you know, the older generation, they they come up to you and they're just like, "Wow, I remember I remember those. My dad had one or my grandfather had one of those. Man, I miss I wish I wish we still had that. So it's a lot of, I'm very glad we did not throw them away or we did not sell them. We just kept them in the shed for 20 years. <laughs> but they're fixed up. At least the yellow one is. The next one, Dad is wanting to fix up. <clears throat> fix up and get going. And I don't know. That one, it goes top speed, I think, is 30. If, if it goes 30, probably 20. 20 so it's nothing too special on that one but it's an automatic 1980 two-speed uh, Honda as well so it's pretty cool um, I think the next topic I kind of want to I will talk about a little bit I don't know a little bit more maybe um, and <sighs> road rage I am really bad about road rage. Um, and, you know, everybody gets it. Everybody has it. Everybody, and I know there's worse people out there than me that have it, um, but I, everybody has road rage. I think what really gets me, though, is uh, inconsistent drivers. The drivers that... Um, you're going on a freeway and you're on the right lane, you know, like you're supposed to be when you're no not passing or anything. You're coming up to a car and there's this other car in the passing lane that's also getting up to you and they're speeding up. I mean, you know, they're speeding, you know, they're going faster than you are, so they're getting up there pretty quickly. And you're thinking, okay, they'll pass me before I get to this other car that's in front of me. But for whatever reason, this the car in the left lane slows down. And it, because I can tell that it slows down. 
and it kind of gets even with you. And you have to hit your brakes and then let that car go past. And then you whip around in the left lane to pass the car you're getting up to. And then you pass the car that um, that was in the left lane to begin with because they get over on the right lane. Sometimes they stay in the left lane and then you go past them on the right lane. And then you're far up, you know, you got some distance between you and then they come up to you again and then they pass you and then they get in your lane and then they slow down. You catch up to them and I'm on cruise control. I'm not touching the accelerator at all. And you get up to them and you pass them. I'm just just talking about it gets me infuriated. It happens to me a lot on the Muskogee Turnpike and I'm just I'm so sick of it. Inconsistent driving speed like that, I just get infuriates me. Um, uh, road rage, I love it. But and also people not signaling, that kind of gets me a little bit. You know that thing on the left does have a purpose. You know, lets the other drivers know what you're thinking. You're at a stoplight and you want to go s- straight, but the person wants to turn and so they don't signal. And there you go straight and they're actually turning and then you slam on your brakes and it, it's just a hassle. So use your signal people. Come on. Really? Uh, and another thing that I noticing a lot nowadays in this uh, driving generation is that people don't yield anymore when you're coming up to an exit and uh, you just. People don't yield. The people that are in the yielding lane, they want the people in the not yielding lane to yield to them, and it's ridiculous. You yield to the people that's in the actual lane. I get that a lot in the Edmund area and Norman, but what do you, what can you expect? Um, people just don't know how to yield nowadays, and it does infuriate me. So know the yielding and uh, yield well people you can do it um man i love that scene in terminator i just love terminator 2 in general i'll be back silver liquid dude love it um but a lot of times i um i always uh say to myself i wish this was gta rules i swear if we lived in a world where it was gta rules what kind of a world would that be in? I mean, everybody could have those rules. And, oh, man, what if, like the movie uh, Purge, what if, like, once a year, the government, the governments of the world declare, what day would it be? Let's say, uh, why not Labor Day? Every year, Labor Day, you are allowed GTA rules. Could you imagine that? I, I'm tr- wow. I don't know. It would be quite interesting, to say the least. Uh, but I do wish sometimes uh, GTA rules applied on the road. Just I get a lot of road rage. I don't know why. But that's just my opinion. A lot of that. So. And another thing that I kind of wish would happen is uh another one last opinion of mine um 
I kind of wish they would change the uh, or instead of taking the driving test only once in your life when you are what is it 16 I think um, instead of taking it once in your life how about you take it at least twice when you're first you know 16 and then when you turn 60 when you turn 60 you uh, have to go take the driving test again I don't know how they would enforce that um, if you unless you know there's a system on the driver license system that dings the person's profile and then mails them a letter you know it says you know happy birthday you're turning 60 guess what come take a test um, I don't know if that would save a lot of other lives out there I'm, I don't think a lot of the wrecks I've ever seen are caused by elderly but it's just how the elders kind of drive on the road I get that they do you know the reaction time is just not there anymore and you have to have really fast reaction times while on the road um, so you know they they go slow and that kind of causes trouble on their freeways this is kind of my little opinion on the whole uh, driving system. Um, you know, if you're turning 60, you know, you just go take another driving test. And if you don't pass, I'm sorry. It, it, maybe you can take it again. I don't know. Uh, but I just feel the roads might be a little better place if... Uh, the roads would be a better place if you were if they monitor that I don't know I've, I've heard people talk about that too sometimes and a lot of people could be in favor of it I know it, it'll never happen because um, I think the biggest thing that people actually do want to pay attention to is you know texting and driving um, I think what people need to have you know, because texting and driving is always going to happen. But I think what people need to another reason why I think phones are getting bigger, and maybe companies know this. I don't know, but you know how we started off on the whole iPhones, for example, small. What was it three and a half inch screen, and you know you could hold that in the palm of your hand. The thing is, when you have when you can hold and hold it easily in your hand. Um, holding it easily like that and using it if you're good you know using it a lot like I did on the original iPhone and the 3G you know in the 4 because um, you know my monster gorilla hands I could type with my thumb you know just one thumb the whole time and that right there made it easy for me to text and drive Yes, I I admit I texted and drive and drove. I texted and drove. Um, I it's an unfortunate thing, but yeah, everybody, a lot of people do it, and I hate myself that I do it. But now, what is the trend now with phones is that they are they've gotten bigger, like the six and the six plus, the Galaxy S six. I mean. 
it's like the phones have gotten bigger. It's like we wanted the phones small. Now they're getting bigger. I mean, I understand people like bigger screens and easier to read and whatnot. But I wonder in the back of their heads, they're like, you know, it would make texting and driving harder, harder if we made the phones bigger. And it would be impossible to hold in your hand. And I have big hands, by the way. Not like Tony Robinson size hands or Shaq, Shaq's hands. But people like that are the outliers. You know, they can hold a laptop in their hand and type with one thumb. But uh, I'm sure, what if they were thinking, let's make the phone bigger where they can't hold the phone in one hand and text and drive. I mean, I, I'm sure I've done it, unfortunately. Luckily, it was just, it's always on, on a straightaway and no cars are around me. But it is extremely hard now to text with one thumb on the iPhone 6 Plus. I mean, I can do it, but not extremely fast. Like, I can't. I can't do it. I'm I'm sitting here trying to do it like I'm not believing my own myself, but I mean, yeah, I can do it uh, okay, but when you're have to reach over and you're multitasking at the same time when you're driving and you're texting, you know, people can't multitask. It, it's it, you just can't. People say they can, I say I can, but reality you really can't. It's a, it's microseconds, but your brain is actually really focused on that one thing you're trying, but you're just, you really can't. So you're not really multitasking when you're texting and driving unless you have four eyes and four hands, then maybe you can. Um, but that having an iPhone 6 Plus has definitely uh, stopped me from texting and driving. I, it's kind of crazy. If I had an original iPhone or the 3G or the 4, even maybe I think I did okay with the 5, but I was a pro at texting and driving. I or literally, or really, what I was doing was just you know paying attention to the road. But I was typing. I mean, I kind of like the QWERTY. You know how you were a pro at that, and you're really actually you memorize the keyboard on that. And you were pretty much driving, but muscle memory was just typing out the message on the QWERTY keyboard. And uh, I got really good on that on my Nokia phone. But uh, those blasts from the past. But uh, now, having an iPhone 6 Plus, I cannot text and drive anymore. I, I put my phone down, and I just don't even worry about it. It's quite amazing actually so I'm I'm thinking I think what everybody needs is to have a bigger phone iPhone 6 iPhone 6 plus size and that will hinder a lot of people from texting and driving I mean you could you can do it I guess you're sitting there on the driving wheel and you have the phone resting on your stomach on your body but really then you are concentrating way too much on the actual message and on the phone than the actual road so that right there you are not multitasking at all when you are 
literally trying to get the phone in a position where you are wanting to text comfortably and at the same time having your other hand on the wheel you're not multitasking there so don't even go there if you think you are then you are a superhero or something or you're an alien or you're a jedi you're anakin but uh that's kind of how i feel about how texting and driving how people how it how the iphone 6 plus has helped me to stop texting and driving i don't know i mean I'm, there's a lot of other iphone 6 plus people out there i mean do you still text and drive do you or have you found a way to text and drive easier with a bigger screen or do you literally uh drive with your kneecaps on the steering wheel and you text while you're driving uh let me know if you want to you know put a comment or something or i don't know but uh like at&t says it can wait so a lot of people die out there nowadays from texting and driving I don't know the stats, but I wonder if texting and driving is getting up there with drunk driving. I don't know, but it's definitely up there. So let's just not do that. Let's not drive drunk and let's not text and drive, people. Come on, they can wait. Um, but hey, folks, that's uh, kind of what I wanted to talk about today, this week on the podcast. Just a little bit of uh, the Mini Cooper and what I'm driving back and forth to work when it's not raining, raining the uh, the moped, and uh, kind of a little bit of spiel about my road rage and how I do have it. I know everybody does, and if you say you don't, then you are uh, extremely happy person all the time, and uh, God bless you on that. But uh, like, as far as I know, everybody I've ever talked to, they've say they have it all the time so road rage is real and uh, gta rules on the road should be there once a year uh, so email your congressman on that and uh, the driver's license thing it's my opinion uh, I, the cars are a weapon and people do and can die from a car so you know hey I, if you're 60 let's just do another test i don't know just take a test or do a public transportation um and then the texting and driving thing bigger phones you can't text and drive as well i know that from personal experience and uh but maybe Shaq and tony tony robinson can i don't know and uh i'm also watching terminator while i'm recording this uh Linda Hamilton is just now getting out of her straps using a clothes or a safety pin. And uh, what is it, the T1, T1000? No, the liquid guy. So, hey, uh, that is what's happening right now on the TV. So, Terminator fans, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's about to be a cool moment coming up on this movie. Walking through the cage. Um, but texting and driving don't do it but uh hey thank you all for stopping by and listening to this podcast if you have uh feel free to follow me on twitter at uh, acock a-c-o-c-k-e instagram is acock Flickr is acock uh, myspace is adam cock uh, facebook is william adam cock uh follow me on my social gamer tag is scooby-doo scooby space do uh og all the way uh, but yeah, feel free to leave a comment or something if you want to. 
Uh, let me know how you like the podcast. Uh, but above all anything else, I will uh, see you all uh, next week on another topic. Take care, guys.